Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. So last time when we tried to do the National Education Policy Podcast, unfortunately we had to cut it short because uh, it's not my fault. It was Arihan's fault. His internet gave up, but uh, we have finally fixed the internet. So Arihan, uh, uh, once again, welcome back to the Charvak Podcast. Thank you, Kushal, for inviting me. Yes, uh, I, I I had to start the podcast by uh, you know t- reminding you that your internet sucks. But <laughs> yes, so yes. as we had decided last time, we're going to divide this into three parts. As we had discussed, we're going to discuss school education first, then we go to higher education, and then we give we will focus on specific key areas. So Aryanth, uh, let's talk about school education. So what are your views on school education? And uh, obviously, everything is going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to school education, higher education, and other areas. So let's start with school education. Go for it. Okay. So basically, we are de- uh, discussing the national education policy, and it just came out in July after uh, six years of this government being in power, the second term. and uh, it deals with school education higher education and there are other aspects also in school education uh, i would like to divide this discussion into uh, three parts one is the regulations that will change uh, that deal with the government schools then there are regulations which uh, deal with private schools that are changing uh, and then uh, there are regulations which apply to both uh, students in private schools as well as uh government schools which relate to uh, you know curriculum and syllabus and other things so uh first of all uh, let's talk about what it proposes the nep proposes in uh, regard to the government schools setup so <clears throat> we know the problem with government schools uh, you know everybody knows i think at some level uh, they have experienced it or they have seen it uh, there are no incentives for teachers to Uh, you know teach there uh, but i'll just provide the date time mean, uh, we all have notes we have seen people uh, taking out their kids even poor uh, parents and even from backward areas and rural areas they have taken their kids out from uh, you know government schools and they are uh, doing everything they can to just put them through a private school education right but as far as data is concerned uh, there is a professor geeta gandhi kingdom she did a research and uh, from the dsc uh, uh, database uh, she found out that between 2010 and 2017 uh, there were uh, i think two and a half crore people who dropped out from the government schools and then moved to private schools so that is the level of uh, you know influx uh, we are seeing in private school system for the government school so clearly everybody uh, you know uh, understands the problem and the problem that nep has ad- identified which i will say uh, later whether it is correct or not it has identified the problem government schools is mainly of uh, you know learning outcomes or the lack thereof so learning outcomes they have uh, uh, i have the document with me i will just read out so it has uh, three four points that it says uh, what are the problems with learning outcomes why they are so low compared to the students in private schools so one is uh, early childhood care and education so they say that when a kid enters a school uh, in nursery or first class the kind of education they are provided because that is the age between 
three or four and six, seven uh, until eight years of age. That is the age where you learn the most. Cognitive abilities develop quite, uh, quite fast. And then they have said that that is the portion of education that needs to be emphasized, especially in government school systems, because those children are especially the, you know, they fall behind because there is no special attention given to them, you know, against private school system where there is coaching and other things and so on. So first is that lack of early childhood care and education. Second is uh, basically they say that the curriculum in initial grades uh, foundational does not uh, impart foundational uh, numeracy and literacy. So if you see third class, fourth class, fifth class students, they can't do uh, maths, just simple addition, simple subtraction, and they can't uh, read the sentence properly, whether in their mother tongue or in English. So this is the second problem. There is no focus, uh, institutionalized focus on uh, foundational numeracy and literacy. So this is the second. Uh, third they have uh, cited is the infrastructure problem, you know, lack of toilets, uh, playground facilities or other things that people, uh, that uh, students uh, find, uh, you know, kind of uh, lacking so much so that they, they don't go to school. They drop out of it, okay, in poorer areas. And third is uh, poor health and uh, lack of good quality nutrition. Uh, in to students who are studying in uh, government schools because the government understands that uh, they are mostly from the backgrounds that are either poor or you know CSTs, very uh, backward uh, and poorer communities in education as per and even in economics and education as well. So these are uh, four or five uh, you know areas that they identified. But are they the main problem? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the main problem is the teachers. And that is the whole difference. Uh, the difference of incentives between private schools and the government schools. That government schools have teachers that they get salary without, uh, you know, caring about the results they are producing for the students or whether the, uh, you know, kid is learning anything. So he will get his 70, 80, 90,000. That's obscene amounts of money that uh, teachers in government schools get and they will get it for life okay and uh, so they don't have any incentive right now <clears throat> that needed to be corrected and uh, of course infrastructure and other things providing nutrition good quality nutrition and other things are are very important uh, changing the syllabus to focus on foundational literacy and literacy is also very important but the main point is how do you change the very fundamental problem how do you incentivize this, uh, the teachers to teach uh, these kids? It's not. And now then uh, I will look at the solutions also and uh, discuss what are the solutions they have proposed. Now, <clears throat> uh, there is an ASER report which says that uh, 50, 65% of class five children in private schools in rural India could read a class two level text. 65%, okay, 65% private school students, while only 44% of the students in rural areas in government schools could read that. So there's a 20% gap. It's a, you can see that people who are studying there, they are from the same area, rural area, mostly from the same communities with slight variation in uh, economic background. But see the 
the gap 20% it's, it's that is the this gap seems ridiculous if you ask Why? me because uh, that shows how bad the quality oh, yeah. is so that is why uh, see these are just symptoms right when people take out their kids they are not taking out because ha bhai ye dusri ka pad raha hai ya nahi pad raha hai nahi wo de rahe yaar ye kuch matlab iska kuch nahi hoga yahan pe padega to ye uske number nahi aa rahe hain ye kuch seekh nahi raha hai and they just take it out and even take loans okay even poor parents so this is how they are managing anyway so this is the condition of government schools compared to private schools uh, now what they have suggested uh, because these kids who are in government schools they are mostly from scst communities uh, and uh, very poor communities minorities and other things so government has proposed a very dangerous and uh, divisive idea that i have uh, uh, highlighted in my article also and they have proposed that we will uh, set up special schools special government schools in those areas where the minority is in majority basically where the scs are in majority we will set up uh, special government schools as if there are no government schools there already there is no part of this country where there is not a government school present already what kind of special uh, you know government school that you will create out of nowhere Uh, which will serve only those primarily only those communities in those areas where muslims are in majority where uh, uh, scs are in majority where sts are in majority this is very uh, this is you are separating a secular thing a secular system into communal streams why set up uh, separate schools why not make the existing schools better because this is all enticing ideas you know new idea politicians are very much enticed by अरे यार ये नया आइडिया प्रपोज करते है ना इसको दस साल बाद वैसे भी कोई नहीं पूछने वाला है कि क्या किया था देखो हमने कुछ नया किया If you are saying, "Arey, ham S C S T ke liye special school khol rahe hain, bhai," hai na? So there is definite uh, that vote is always in the mind of a politician. So that that also plays a part. And there this this kind of thing where you know special things for special committees that has become a part and parcel of Indian policy making, especially after that Sachar Community Report. So you will. You you have started clubbing all these SCs, STs, and yeah, political uh, rhetoric का एक part बन गया है कि कुछ भी करना है रे हम मतलब इनके लिए कर रहे हैं और वो एक vote का भी अच्छा माध्यम बन जाता है you know people start saying कि हम special schools create कर रहे हैं तो you will find good traction among that uh, voter base anyway so uh, I think this this is the missed opportunity uh, to reform the government school system. Uh, one important thing that i would like to highlight in this is that the government has not really uh, overlooked the part that teachers are a big problem in government schools okay so they have suggested that uh, you know salaries of teachers government teachers and incentives and promotions not salaries promotions will be linked uh, they will be rated all the teachers in government schools based on uh, feedback from the 
parents, from the students, from the community, which will comprise of uh, school community, uh, school uh, uh, committee, which will major majority of the members will be parents. Okay, so they will uh, give ratings to these teachers, and those uh, points they will get. Uh, those will decide whether the teacher will get promotion and other things. Now, this sounds very good on paper, isn't it? But how will it work in our uh, government school system where uh, not only admission, not only, you know, uh, hiring, but even promotion is decided by reservation. So how will that work? Where will that incentive system, how will that factor uh, in, in this whole equation? That I am not able to understand. Uh, but it's a good idea let's see how it is implemented uh, i don't think it, it is very much practical i, I think the people who, who are in the, uh, in the committee nep committee i think they overlook this reservation factor somehow <clears throat> no but uh, what, what exactly could be the possible bottlenecks right so somebody might come back to you and say why why are you skeptical about it what, so give me an example of where it could go wrong well, it won't work uh, if there is a, a person from SC community who is a teacher or from OBC community is a teacher and uh, there is a uh, higher uh, community uh, general uh, candidate who, who is up for promotion. He has, for example, higher marks. So will you give him promotion or will you give him promotion for the guy who is in who is from SC community? Who will you give? The NEP is not a legislation. Okay, It's an intent of implementation kind of it can be part of the law but how will you make that part of the law when reservation system is the foundational core of your uh, government school recruitment and promotion system so i don't think that fits into this that is the main problem as my uh, uh, you know the reality check of india on twitter he says this is the core core one uh, core two, core three. So unless you sort out these fundamental issues, and reservation is a fundamental issue, I don't think this this thing can work. I I, I think there will be a lot of uh, resentment also, and uh, this community committee system, no, from school management com committee, it's already part of the Right to Education Act for the last ten years, and it has not changed a thing in government school systems. Okay, because. Nobody, nobody implements RT in government schools. They are only focusing on implementing it for private schools. So that is, these are the main problems. And another uh, main proposal of uh, this NEP is to combine the schools. For example, if, a, if what happens is many people may not know this. But in rural areas, you will find three, four government schools. One will be from first class to fifth class. One will be secondary. One will be higher. Because they are set up at different times and politicians come and they say, So they set up different units. So government has said that we will combine all these schools so that resources, limited resources the government has, those can be shared and other things. That's okay. It's it's not any uh, great reform, I would say. Now, <clears throat> uh, so on teachers, as I said, uh, they have good ideas, but I'm not sure about the implementation. And this, there is, you know, before Modi came to power in 2014, there was this. Uh, I had uh, 
I used to watch all his speeches, basically. So at that time, he used to talk about how we can export teachers to the whole world. This should be a national cadre of teachers and other things. So on the teachers front, they have uh, this this idea has come down to this NEP. Now, what uh, in this age where you don't need lakhs of teachers, basically, what we are moving towards slowly. Today, unlike like in the last 20 years, 30 years ago, today one teacher can teach a lakh students or a one million students at one time online. Okay, you don't need uh, you know the mass exportation or mass production of teachers. There is no need for national cadre of that kind of uh, teaching class. So instead of facilitating good teachers to allow teaching them in private schools or uh, you know online the government is going to going, has made this teaching profession more difficult how so what they have said that if how will the hiring take place from now onwards they have made it compulsory not just for government teachers but for private teachers also to have a bs degree now anyone who has read who knows about the bs degree will tell you how ridiculous this whole thing is it's one of the most I, I don't know how to put it politely, but it's, it's most shittiest of the degrees that we have today, okay? Where uh, you waste three, you already have a degree, okay? But still, you, you may be an MSc in physics, you may be a, a B.Tech engineer in computer science, but unless you have a B.Tech, a beer degree, you spend the two, three, four years there, uh, or one year, whatever, then you will be qualified by the government. It's a license system. You will be qualified to teach in a school. So that is the kind of uh, unle- what we should have done. We should have facilitated so many uh, engineers, so many doctors, so many MSCs, uh, all these people to be, you know, come to all these, at least dedicate whatever, you know, sun- Saturdays, Sundays, voluntarily or whatever, even for exchange of money, they could have taught in all these schools for a for a small fee, right? You can go and teach in a local school uh, for a five, ten thousand or whatever, or even for free. But you are not allowed because you don't have a degree. You may be an expert in computer science, but you cannot teach a sixth or seventh class student because you don't have a degree. So that is the kind of uh, ridiculous regulation that we have. And what they have done over the top of it is that uh, government has said, "Ab beard ka hum multidisciplinary uh, institute banayenge sabhi beard programs ko." Usme kya hoga? Not so when when we when we say multidisciplinary, be more accurate. What what does multidisciplinary mean? Usme kya hai ki agar aap uh, if you are a say maths teacher, you want to be a maths teacher, so you will have a general eligibility test uh, that happens now also. So we'll get admission there. You will study maths. But you will have to study social science subjects also, history, psychology, whatever, or uh, his, you know, political science or other things. So there may there, it is must. They are making it a must to read all these subjects. I don't know. I will talk about it later. But this is ridiculous. I mean, there is no need. You just can have. You can test the efficient uh, proficiency of a teacher candidate uh, in their own expert subject. And general, uh, you know, how they are good at teaching it by demonstration. 
that is enough you don't need to teach them all these subjects man what what are we doing wasting time and creating more obstacles in producing or facilitating a uh, you know cadre of good teachers right so <clears throat> this is uh, this is the problem with all the government school setup and the reforms they have suggested okay any questions or should i move uh, no 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 so now uh, i i actually wanted to go i'll keep the questions of the live viewers on the later uh, later part of the discussion okay. already one person has already asked a question which is actually a very good one but now let us go to the private schools part so what what do you think uh, is the private schools let's finish off all the points and then we can go to the uh, questions of the people who are watching it live okay so private schools were uh, proliferating at a great pace until 2009-10 then what happened was government uh, was realizing that the flooding of students from uh, you know government schools to private schools and we need to do something about it so what they did was in 2009 they passed the right to education act and uh, they basically mandated that every private school uh, will have 25% except minority run schools of course uh, every uh, private school will uh, provide 25% quota to uh, backward and disadvantaged groups now these these backward and disadvantaged groups quota of 25% not only contains uh, quota for uh, economically backward but also for scsts and other castes somewhere muslims if there are obcs also okay so this is the 25% quota in exchange for that the government was supposed to disburse the expenditure per pupil that it spends on a government school student okay now <clears throat> what the government has done is they never pay on time they pay uh, not the amount not the amount equivalent to what they spend per pupil in their government schools which is ridiculous uh, in maharashtra i think the amount is uh, if you calculate uh, i think there was an analysis which was uh, 30 40000 that is the per pupil expenditure of government same in uh, delhi same in 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 uh, haryana also because the salaries of the teachers are so that is the main component right so the, this per pupil expenditure if they paid for example for every student if they paid 30 40000 to private schools Uh, the government will go bankrupt but so what they did was they set up this ridiculous uh, limits okay we will pay they fix the amount maharashtra government has for, for example 17000 per pupil they have to pay to government school doesn't matter if it, the school is in bombay or doesn't matter it, whether it is in nagpur or in some rural area everybody is treated the same as if the school forget about the school fees of the private schools they don't care about that they have fixed an amount they have the stick if you don't do this we will come after you as it usually happens so this what of course uh, this was a big obstacle if you are going to start a private school and in addition to all this quota is in, imposed on you you will not think of starting a school right and on top of that you have infrastructure uh, uh, you know requirements that you should your you should have a library you should have a computer uh, room you should have a, 
ground playground of this by this uh, meters and there all kinds of ridiculous uh, you know input requirements so <clears throat> this this stemmed the rise of private schools especially the budget private schools thousands of schools also closed down uh, and then uh, what happened was so this this needed to be changed this whole rte business and good thing is uh, that the government has in this nep has identified uh, very key problems it's very brutal in its assessment i'm really appreciative of uh, whoever has put put this thing in now what they have said is that nep me likha hai ki while stifling an ineffective regulatory regime has not been able to stop commercialization of education it has managed to discourage public spirited private schools forget about uh, you know for profit even public spirited uh, private schools have been people who want to set up those schools they have been discouraged and private and public schools are regulated differently as i said nnp uh, this rt is not applied on government schools but it is applied on and so in many other regulations <clears throat> so what they have uh, suggested they have not named very uh, i think very shrewdly they have not named the right to education act in their proposals but uh, what they are talking about with their regulation suggestions they are definitely talking about rt because without changing the rt those suggestions cannot be implemented uh, that are enlisted in uh, nep okay so so explain how 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 and why they cannot be implemented so what what is the exact role of the rte that is coming in the way of this okay so i will just uh, quote a line suggestion from nep to make it easier for both government as well as non government philanthropic organizations to build schools to encourage local variations on account of culture geography and demographics and to allow alternative models of education the requirements for schools will be made less restrictive so they will be made less restrictive there will not be one size fits all policy in terms of input requirements and this is written the standard setting regulatory framework and the facilitating systems for school regulation accreditation and governance governance shall be reviewed to enable improvements on the basis of the learnings and experience gained in the last decade last decade so that is the decade of rte rte have, came uh, in what 2008 2009 right? yeah 2009 they established and 2010 they started implementing it so it's they they are definitely talking about rte they are talking about uh, you know uh, not putting uh, too much emphasis on input requirements for example infrastructure and other things but uh, tailor it for other things now more importantly they have said that there will not be any inspectorial uh, you know approach so there will not be government in- inspector coming to ha bhai dikhao document kitne hai tumhare paas room hai itne size ka tumhare paas playground hai ya nahi nahi they have said that uh, they will be free to uh, you know according to their own uh, requirements and needs they will be able to set up their schools and they can just put it online that this is our uh, school these are our facilities and that is the approach they are taking no force nothing just uh, open uh, you know kind of uh, just reveal it online 
put it on for public to see for parents to see what they are getting into okay so these are the this is one of the best uh, i think part of nep where uh, they are not seeing private schools as uh, you know chore jo mindset hai hamara socialist mindset isme everything that is uh, of course they are not allowing for profit schools and that is a uh, that is a disappointment but uh, at least they are recognizing that uh, there is a problem that government is not handling it really well and we need to free them to encourage public spirited uh, private schools also so and they are advocating for uh, full freedom to schools uh, in curriculum setup and uh, uh, you know suggesting textbooks if they want if a teacher wants that this is a good textbook to you know uh, enhance their understanding they will be allowed to do so so this is very good and of course both private and public schools will be regulated uniformly so that there is no discrimination so i mean i don't know whether they will be implemented in a true sense but at least the policy intention is uh, you know the same now uh, what could they have done uh, as i said they could have uh, uh, allowed for profit schools it's not like uh, anybody uh, does not understand how uh, how the so called uh, you know society run schools uh, profit indirectly right everybody knows whether there are no such thing as true public uh, i mean there could be many but uh, mostly the whole school system and the healthcare system where uh, schools and hospitals they make lot of profits right even if they are not for profit legally so they could have done uh, gone further and uh, you know allowed allowed for profit schools and tax them so that it's a win win for both but uh, they have not done so so that that's a miss uh, and uh, as i said bed teachers wala uh, that should have been done away with anybody who is qualified let the schools principals to the school management judge whether the person is qualified or not if, if he has a degree in physics why no why you need him to go to bed college yaar so this is the this is the kind of uh, thing that could have been done in 21st century that was the need of the yeah yeah I actually actually i think <laughs> it's a ridiculous proposition okay now let's get into so we covered the public and private schools in the school education level but let's go now into the higher education so what, what do you think are the the or oh, the proposals there is, uh, in the higher there is an aspect one aspect of it is left uh, we discussed uh, private schools and public schools differently uh, but there are uh, issues of uh, uh curriculum which apply to both public and private schools so uh, you, we all know that the content that was taught required big rajik you know not just in uh, social science subjects not just in history rewriting and uh, social sciences how they are taught what kind of material is uh, taught in the schools but also you know more uh, more focus on coding and uh, this kind of skills that are needed into uh, in this century so that could have been a huge part of course uh, they have mentioned in one line at one instance of that coding will be part of the higher school uh, curriculum from 6th class so that is a good thing uh, <clears throat> but yeah we will have to see what kind of curriculum they come up with deadline is uh, 2021 so by march we will see whether the curriculum is ready uh, then on based on those national curriculum framework 
the textbooks will be developed so that will take another couple of years i don't know how how much it will take so we will have that is that depends on the implementation so how that goes we will have to see and teaching i have covered so they have made uh, some good important changes also for example uh, uh, they have said uh, that the the school not just uh, higher education but even the schools there will be multidisciplinary approach so if you are in a ninth class earlier what used to happen if you are a student of science you did, you did not study uh, political science or history in 11th and 12th right so now you will be able to basically uh, and that they will encourage it that uh, if you have a pcb uh, physics chemistry biology or physics chemistry math you can take economics uh, you can take uh, you can take political science and uh, another important thing is that would have been successful if you are able to tailor your board exams like that that you only appear for for example i am a, i want to study four subjects i want to study maths i want to study physics i want to study uh, political science and i want to study economics okay four subjects then i should be able to appear as per my only for those four subjects na in in uh, board exams tabhi to wo successful hoga nahi to simple choice milne ka kya fayda to choice lega hi nahi jaise abhi bhi choice hai kisi bhi class mein jaake pad sakte ho aisa thodi but uh, institutionalized approach bhi hai not only that not only the board school system the government has said we will also give freedoms to higher education institutions so what will happen that i predict is that uh, right now what admission process is that iit delhi mein aapka selection hota hai iit bombay mein aapka selection hota hai डी यू में आपका सिलेक्शन होता है या किसी कॉलेज में आपका सिलेक्शन होता है आगे अगर ये अप्रोच जैसे जा रही है और गवर्नमेंट ने प्रपोज किया है स्कूल एडमिशन टेस्ट का प्रोसीजर उसमें क्या होगा कि आईआईटी का साइंस डिपार्टमेंट या फिजिक्स डिपार्टमेंट में आप जा, जा सकते हो आप अलग से टेस्ट दे पाओगे आप डी के इकोनॉमिक्स वाले डिपार्टमेंट में किसी कॉलेज में आप टेस्ट दे पाओगे तो मतलब कॉलेज से स्ट्रीम रिलेटेड स्ट्रीम फोकस्ड अप्रोच होगा एजुकेशन और टेस्ट टेस्टिंग का तो इफ आई एम एज आई सेड इफ आई हैव फिजिक्स मैथ्स इकोनॉमिक्स एंड पॉलिटिकल साइंस आई विल बी एबल टू सिट फॉर एग्जाम एंट्रेंस एग्जाम इन आईआईटीज इन डीयू एंड अदर इंस्टीट्यूशंस जेएनयू और अदर थिंग्स सो वो अभी तक नहीं था सो दैट फ्रीडम हैज बीन provided will be provided going forward so that is a really uh, good thing but uh, provided you change the syllabus and uh, other things right now mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah so this uh, just uh, one minute just uh, curriculum uh, will just shortly discuss the curriculum proposals curriculum curriculum ka baat bhi karte hain first let us focus on only school education and then let us go into uh, higher education now let's do higher education we'll do curriculum separately acha theek hai theek hai so so now tell me what what are the good and the bad things in the nep when it comes to higher education see higher education as i see it many people have criticized me for uh, writing on this but uh, i think we are going into very wrong direction and as i wrote that we are basically uh, 
genuization towards genuization of iits and iams and that that i will just lay out the problem why we are doing that see there is no need to uh, you know start uh, you provide all these social sciences courses inject that streams into iits which are special uh, institutions focused on technology right and there are see our model that i call it nehruvian model it was that ki bhai aapko science padhna hai to indian institute of science hum ek specialized institute bana rahe hain management padhna hai to aapko indian institute of management hai wahan pe best milega technology mein jana hai to engineer banna hai to iit is best hai social science mein jana hai to jnu bekar hai matlab best hai unke liye so all the like this there are specialized institutes for special streams right now government has proposed by 2030 uh, by 2040 we all higher education institutions will be multidisciplinary one so iits will have all the social science subjects and streams all iits all uh, social science focus uh, universities like jnu and amu and other things jadavpur university they will have uh, all this uh, tech Uh, engineering and the management and other programs i think that was really unnecessary but i will explain to you why they have done so so they are very obsessed with the international rankings okay and those international rankings that give rank to uh, western universities that put them on top what they are focusing on basically they are focusing on the western world where you will have uh, 400 departments in mit 300 departments in uh, harvard and uh, this, this is the system in the us right in europe they are all multidisciplinary institutions they may be uh, known for one department or one stream but they have all kinds of departments so uh, there are special marks special uh, marks for this this aspect multidisciplinary so the government is really obsessed about getting higher rankings in these uh, two three world uh, rankings that uh, every year we they release but the important thing that one iit professor from uh, iit madras he told me was that uh, if you look at our rankings in engineering you will find three iits in top 50 if you look at i uh, management school rankings you will find iims in top 50 but if you look at overall rankings you will not find anyone in top 200 so we should not be obsessed about their criteria of best we should try to uh, you know excel our make our uh, iits iims uh, best in their own areas of specialization so that should be our focus and i completely agree with him this obsession this so changing the whole thing just because we want to excel in uh, you know world rankings that is the of course they don't say that they say that uh, if you study social science your cognitive abilities develop uh, brilliantly uh, along with uh, if you uh, study science and social science to, together the studies have shown that you know yeah no but see i i have to push back here i think uh, a lot of people have a very flawed image about what social sciences are social sciences also include finance social sciences also include evolutionary psychology social sciences include a lot of things that are useful i think that's a flawed understanding of social science no we can include the, the economics we can include the finance that is not the problem the problem is uh, all these 
other crap that we are uh, going to add so you and, see so you don't throw the baby out with the bath water so you need to throw out critical race theory you need to th- throw out uh, uh, epistemology like postmodernism so you don't throw the baby out with the bath water what what the government needs to uh, like like i'll give you an example what the trump government did so the trump government has basically made an announcement that any organization that is using any kind of subsidy from the government of america federal government will we stop giving all kinds of federal uh, subsidies if they use critical race theory in their company in any form we are not going to subsidize you for teaching your employees or uh, this kind of crap so that's something i agree with but to say that why would uh, somebody use social sciences well, social sciences is a very vast field it includes a lot of things that are actually without which we cannot even have life it is important i agree with you but i don't know of any country in the whole world that has escaped the the wrath of leftist uh, hold over uh, over this academia where social sciences are taught right and uh, if you have any example of any country in the world where uh, uh, right the so called right sensible uh, academia exist uh, and is in majority position in hold over the leftist uh, narrative so i i'll tell you so if you go by departments in western universities i agree with you philosophy departments are overrun by uh, leftists but philosophy departments do not have critical theory leftists they have a significant chunk of center left people economics is overrun by right wing people across the western world it is not uh, run by that's also social science by the way so economics yeah. is totally run by right of center people it in fact it is totally lopsided in favor of I'm, capitalists i'm not talking about uh, economics and finance and other things but i'm talking about hardcore uh, social yeah, so, so see the objection if your objection is that we should not be teaching specific subjects based on specific epistemologies to engineering students i'm 100% on board with you in fact any course that has gender queer theory or critical race theory to a person who is doing electronics engineering needs to get their head examined i agree with you now the, the see the problem is i don't trust the government any government if if this government could not change the character of jnu in 6 years it cannot change uh, a single subject that is taught here it cannot change any subsidy cannot withdraw any subsidy that is uh, promoting all this nonsense so what what chance do you think a future government has forget about uh, other governments i mean forget about congress led government but even a bjp government how how can they will be able to bring in a revolution when they can't even change one university in 6 years and uh, you know the uh, how many experts do we have for all these hardcore sciences on the right this will be completely uh, you know run over by the leftists and the another thing is see this is a, when you compartmentalize things when you have iits for one thing when you have jnu then you if the trouble is at one place then it will stay at one place right now what mm. you are saying in the us uh, that the virus of leftism marxism has spread to every university campus I in india that is not the case there is no genification of all these iits and some muslim students some leftists might create trouble here and there but largely that virus has not spread once you inject mm-hmm. that virus everywhere there is no stopping it okay 
so it's basically uh, yeah so it's basically uh, you know risk factor right even if you do good the uh, upside is not that much as much as is there is a downside for do doing this and if you want to create uh, you know world class so, uh, institution for uh, social sciences why not set up one why not change any why not uh, change jadavpur university hai na yeah so why not take over this yeah yeah so basically this is a very uh, shallow understanding i think pe people have and there is no uh, they will not be able to do anything once this happens because there is you can, cannot separate it after this everybody is uh, there will be so many jobs so many and another important thing kushal what they are going to do what they have proposed to do is they will do this they will have multidisciplinary universities and they will let them give full autonomy to set syllabus to set uh, all these things to set courses and uh, to teach all this imagine if once there is a control of uh, they have freed uh, they have made iits autonomous iims autonomous right now who who will they appoint right they will run their own courses they, how will you and once you just even needle so much you will be accused of uh, what not right you understand this politics so this is the kind of things we are moving towards even in higher education also another bad idea they have said we will set up higher education institutions and uh, encourage all them all of them to give special scholarships to scsts minorities as if the reservation is already not there it is already there mm -hmm. how will that be uh, will you uh, you know give them over and above that 50% so so many things are not clear this will depend on uh, uh, implementation okay. and it's it, you know what the funny part is, is that the nep was not a small document it was like 80 pages plus but a lot of it in the 80 pages when i was reading i was like the government is making a election manifesto or a policy document i did not understand that yeah yeah i mean uh, the draft was even bigger actually this was yeah. the final recommendation was uh, still still uh, you know compact and what they have suggested is that uh, they will provide more financial lens, uh, assistance and scholarships to socio economically disadvantaged students i think they already get a kind of waiver in fees in government uh, institutions i'm not sure uh, anyway so uh, make admissions process more inclusive you would think that this this document has been written by some jnu uh, guy actually what do you mean by making admission process more inclusive yeah to two words in indian indian polity inclusive and uh, scientific temper are always loaded <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the bjp has been taken over by the inclusivist people and not just uh, admission processes they said make curriculum more inclusive so you know what it means okay so uh, inclusive as if we are going to get pakistani history in india <laughs> inclusive oh. to whom see it will be something like the critical race theory in uh, with indian flavor so something like that yeah, but we should not complain even non left uh, even non left likes to use post colonialism as a epistemology when it suits them <laughs> 
अभी सब लोग बोलेंगे कि इसमें बचाव भी है हायर एजुकेशन का तो नाश कर दिया ये वो तुम क्या कर रहे हो तो ऐसा नहीं है थोड़ा बहुत दो चार अच्छी चीजें भी हैं इसमें यू नो देर आर दैट वोकेशनल ट्रेनिंग विल बी प्रोवाइडेड यू कैन यू विल बी एबल टू ड्रॉप आउट ऑफ योर कॉलेज आफ्टर वन ईयर टू ईयर एंड दैट इज अ वेरी गुड पॉलिसी दैट इज अ वेरी गुड पॉलिसी यू विल बी एबल टू ज्वाइन uh do internship you will do a job and you can come back you will get a uh, you know not degree but certificate but you can come back and finish it so this is a very good uh, thing when in 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 this age when there is a, we are moving towards lifelong learning so yeah. that's really good and yes. uh, but as i said uh, did you see that tweet of uh, this uh, who is that uh, jnu su president that uh, bengali girl her head was uh, split open in the uh, jnu I, I don't remember i don't uh, so, i don't know i'm not uh, with names anyways okay so what happened was uh, she said that uh, internship is uh, let me i think somebody in the chat has said aishi ghosh or something ha ha aisha ghosh aishi ghosh so she said internship is child labor so as i said in my article that if you don't fix that basic if you teach all these things even if you give a you know internship or job they will call it child labor only we don't want we will finish four years six years whatever education and then we will do activism this is child labor this is slavery job is slavery internship is child labor what is happening so unless you fix that basic if you inject that virus of marxism everywhere that will be a big problem anyway so that is the yeah but, but i think she is beyond the pale of normalcy so okay chalo abhi higher education ho gaya now let us focus uh, uh, vocational training to tune bata di ki it's a good thing they have done but uh, let's even cover schools they have introduced it yeah yes yeah vocational <laughs> and even i think even online learning has been introduced in a big way right uh, they are trying to go to push uh, online learning anyways covid has done what nobody could do when it comes to online True. learning anyways but even that uh, they have not gone far enough but it's okay i mean yeah but actually even in online learning i think the private schools seem to be adopting far faster and uh, better than government schools as always they could have just facilitated uh, setting up of online schools now they could have done it why not but they have said we will uh, have uh, alternative models of education so let's see how alternative will be uh, when it is implemented yeah so so one thing i want to know so what what has the government done on homeschooling has the government said anything in the nep on homeschooling homeschooling only is mentioned in case of uh, physically dis- disabled students uh, so they can stay at home they will be given an option but not for everybody so that is uh, another disappointment especially in this age of uh, you know online learning so why not this is this is another thing now you have this school system of going uh, at 7 or 8 uh, and coming back home at 2 3 uh, this industrial age uh, for industrial age uh, you know the system of you know pakaying students jahan pe tumhe wo ek ek wo hai hacker aur uske gym hacker aur yes minister usme ek episode mein to wo baat kar rahe hote hain so prime minister gym hacker there is a conversation and this uh, so he prime minister says education in this country is a disaster we are supposed to be preparing children for a working life uh, three quarters of the time they are bored safe 
So his cabinet secretary says, uh, well, I should have thought that being board stiff for three quarters of the time was an excellent preparation for working life. So that was true <laughs> for uh, earlier age, but uh, that system is uh, quite redundant now. So yeah. in US, I, I, I know one person who, uh, what they do is they send their children, uh, they attend uh, classes in morning. So they go for Bharat Natyam at 5 or 6 in the morning at some local uh, institute. And then they come and attend a maths class or a science class. And then they go play. I mean, this is the kind of future that many uh, should have anticipated. But since this came before and uh, this whole COVID thing. Uh, but anyway, the option should be there. Let people experiment. Let's see what happens, right? I agree. Okay, but then uh, there were a few other things that uh, uh, okay implementing challenges we've already discussed. But I want to focus on one particular topic, which I think has led to a lot of debate. I personally am actually very happy with the one thing that the government has done is on the language of instruction. I think there is a yeah. lot of research. People refuse to acknowledge this research that mm -hmm. when kids are taught in their native tongue, the tongue that they speak at home, they tend to grasp concepts like math and science better. Now, the, the place where we might run into a problem is, look, most of this research is original research is done by English language speaking people, most of it. So the scientific Our term, people do research. They just search yeah. the research. So. Yeah. So the original scientific terminology, I think that should not be changed. So let's say if we want to call something the internet, we should keep, call it the internet in Hindi also. But the rest of the explanation could be done in Hindi language and we can just use the technical term in English language. That I think uh, would be uh, a better option. But uh, what are your views on the language, uh, you know, the medium issue? See, uh, I think educate, uh, English as a language should be taught. and when people say that the medium of instruction should be mother tongue, they confuse it that ki aap English education nahi badaoge, to kaam kaise karenge, wo kaise market, job market mein jayenge, interact karenge. So we are not suggesting that English mat padao. We are only saying that medium of instruction should be uh, mother tongue. So that is different. You can learn English like you learn other languages. Na? Hindi sikte ho, Sanskrit sikte ho. So why can't you just learn English like another language and make medium of instruction uh, compulsorily uh, mother tongue, in mother tongue. So that, that was very critical, but I think they anticipated some problems, a uh, lot of resistance. So they said wherever necessary, they put in the words wherever necessary schools will be encouraged to so this will not change anything that is the problem Otherwise, i, I agree have been made a great suggestion actually and honestly i don't know either people don't read a lot of scientific material i'm i repeat this again the science is very clear when you learn in native yeah. tongues there's a ton of better. research out there yeah okay so uh, now, uh, before I go into the audience questions, I'm, I'm just uh, going to ask you uh, one last thing. So if yeah. you, you know, everybody's going to ask this question, but uh, so we leave this one about the curriculum changes and all that for, you know, for audience questions, because they've already asked that question of the live viewers. But if you would have wanted 
tell me the one most problematic thing that you found in NEP and the one thing that you like the most in NEP in the entire thing. And then we can take the audience questions before we wrap it up. One thing I liked and one thing I disliked. Yeah, the one thing you like the most and one thing you dislike the most. Well, uh, the disliked is uh, the higher education, multidisciplinary uh, institutions, converting them into that. So that is the most uh, harmful suggestion, I would say. The best is, of course, apart from this uh, medium of instruction, I would say their take on uh, private schools and their importance. Uh, so they have understood it well and the decision to change tweak RTE uh, we'll have to see it will not be changed completely but I think they will make it much better so let's see mm, okay so now I'm gonna give you some questions I, I have not mm. understood this question by Sudhindra he has said corporates under CSR funds under CSR can fund public schools for tax benefits. I think he's asking, can corporates fund uh, public schools under CSR? And uh, is there any provision provided in the new NEP for that? I don't remember anything. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think so. That's all provided. Then Lokeshwaran has asked, what will happen to the various syllabuses in India like state, matrix, CBSE, CISCE, IG, IGCSC, IB, etc.? Will it be merged? Mm, so yeah. and if they will be merged, will it cause any problem? So anyways, we're coming on the curriculum. So this question is on the curriculum in terms of merging. So is there going to be any of the anything of that? No, sort? there will not be any merging. There is no national uh, slavers will be created. Uh, so the government is not creating a nation one slavers. Uh, in fact, they are saying that uh, there will be one national curriculum framework based on which CBC will frame its slavers. Then uh, there will be some essential things that will have to be included by state boards and uh, they can add basically if there is a syllabus book of history of Tamil Nadu state board. So they can add uh, their own local uh, culture, local uh, aspects, but there will be core uh, of history or of science or of other things so that will be part of that on O and above you can have your own uh, thing. No okay, margin. and uh, what about, uh, you know, the most, a lot of people have asked this question. Has the NEP addressed the history curriculum? <laughs> I mean, well, the most question change. is the curriculum. Hey, the, they are going to change every, uh, the whole curriculum itself, and then the textbooks also. So uh, they will definitely change uh, the syllabus. Uh, I, I can't promise you what it will contain because I'm not it, sure who will be in the committee. I think they have formulated an officially com official committee for looking at the syllabus too, right? If I remember correctly, the government of India has. Okay, I don't, I don't know about that. I think they have uh, officially formulated a committee before the NEP. Also, it was going to look at the syllabus. Have, I, 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 maybe they have formed for uh, preparing the uh, framework, curriculum framework, not hmm. for the syllabus. Yeah. yeah. So as far as if you ask me to be very honest, I don't know. India is the weirdest country on planet Earth where history so itself. This is the only country in the world where history is in dispute. government, Yeah, decide 
there is no national consensus now because the people who are in charge of writing that have been puppets of the congress and the marxists so they have created an alternative history and right from the beginning uh, unlike in the us where they are attempting to create an alternative history right now with the, that 1619 project or whatever that is uh, rather than 1676 that is the point of uh, start of the nation so uh, these people have been in charge of uh, education system for the last 60 years and they have created this alternative uh, history view of history uh, so if you want to change this you will be uh, called the alt uh, educationist or whatever historian alt historian so that is the problem uh, otherwise we had historians uh, like uh, jomdar and other people who who wrote brilliant books their books were made part of the syllabus when uh, vajpayee government came to power in 2000 mulli yeah, manohar joshi was at the time 1919 project in america there is a 1776 coalition which is equally hmm. covered and vociferously discussed in the mainstream in america and that too is run by african americans so you have to understand in america for every 1619 there is a 1776 in india for every aurangzeb is a great ruler there is nothing yes yes so, and the fault does not lie with the one yeah so the the fault does not lie with the one who likes aurangzeb the fault lies with the one who does not like aurangzeb see uh, the problem is uh, i don't know maybe uh, there is something about uh, the religion aspect in the us you have uh, blacks are mostly christians uh, but in india the problem is more of islam rather than race so that that problem of religion is i always consider it a bigger problem than of race or ethnicity yeah so Because one last that's where the ideology comes right people can people of different races can have same ideology but people of different ideologies even if they have same race even if they have same family they they will not be able to live so so one last question before i let you go uh, i think this is a very good question that someone has asked they have asked what about minority institutions like jamia and amu do you think a secular government should give any institute a minority tag and should the nep uh, have dealt with this also well we should not even have minority uh, thing minority forget about giving the tag who is giving the tag the national uh, minority commission or uh, national minority commission for education institutions so these people are distributing uh, uh, all these tags to all these madrasas in whether at school level or at higher education level and then these people they don't follow rt then they don't uh, have reservation for scst obcs so this is ridiculous uh, i mean what to say this this should not even be forget about secular even in uh, it should not be part of uh, you know uh, our country's laws so ridiculous okay so somebody has asked a question again how to promote education of trade skills in india so that labor can become more skilled like western countries i think we did address this we spoke about vocational training and this nep has addressed vocational training is so so the the person is saying for example people who work in factories are metal machinists but they don't have formal education but uh, uh, i just want to tell this user that actually the nep has done a good job in addressing vocational training this time for a change they actually have done it True. and uh, uh, Okay, the I think this guy is Pravar Chaturvedi. Yeah, so this bande ne IIT NEET ka exam diya hai. Kuch hai isne dukhti ragwala question puchha. Has the government done anything with IIT NEET exam coaching culture? 
Uh, actually, uh, they have said that we will reduce the slavers uh, because uh, too much slavers is promoting uh, road culture and that is promoting uh, coaching culture, which is a ridiculous uh, thing to say because uh, IITs uh, and all the IIMs entrance exams and uh, NEET entrance exams, they're the biggest coaching uh, uh, magnets, right? And they are not, you, nobody can say that these are, uh, these can be passed by rot culture. You cannot, uh, and they have such thriving coaching culture. It's not because uh, the slavers is more, right? You you will not achieve anything by reducing the slavers. In, in fact, slavers rather than reducing it. So I, I don't understand what they have uh, this thing. But uh, coaching culture का दिक्कत इसलिए है क्योंकि schools में teacher नहीं है ना तो वो coaching में वहाँ अच्छा teacher मिलता है तो वो वहाँ पे जाएंगे वो and why those people can't teach in schools because weird उनको weird का degree नहीं लेना है any uh, you know self-respecting person will not go for a weird degree he will rather teach uh, in a coaching institute and he will get paid handsomely so वो क्यों एक दो साल खराब करेगा अपना right yeah, so this incentive structure that we have to change that could have uh, changed with this uh, that sadly did not happen that that is so true okay so now it's time to wrap things up but before we wrap things up i actually want to tell you how i can relate to what he uh Aryan was saying initially in the discussion on the government schools especially in rural areas so i had the honor and privilege of working in two rural villages in maharashtra scst villages and I'm giving you my observations of the first month of me visiting that village. So what we were doing was we were doing a holistic survey of the village. So we would go and assess the entire infrastructure and education, health, roads, electricity, everything was part. So I'll give you my understanding of what the school was. So the, this was the infrastructure of the school when I entered that village. Okay, the village goes. The wall of the 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 wall on the outside was completely shattered. There was no wall. It was totally broken. There was the electricity bill of the school where kids were coming to study, right? I am not making this up, was not paid for one year. The kids were studying in peak heat, peak heat without any electricity. The teacher salary was fantastic. I think it was 50K and plus. I don't remember That's the number. Starting salary. Yeah. yeah, I think it goes up to 70K too in, in government schools. So imagine mm -hmm. the teacher gets that. The kids are sitting there. They, they just don't have any attention because it's so hot. They can't study there. The wall is broken. Everything is shattered. Then we identified the problems in the school. The, the water is leaking. So the, in that area, there is rainfall. It's like a heavy rainfall area. So in that village, the kids in the rainy season don't know what to do. So they put talpatri on top of the shed. I mean, it was a total nightmare. There was no projection. Like you can't show movies to kids where you want to, you know, teach something to a child. Nothing was there. And then I literally, I remember that day where I went to the Gram Sevak and told him in Hindi that if you don't have to do it, then take the money first of all, first of all, the school bills. I want to see the children as low as this is the condition on rural India. And then after that, we expect to generate world beaters coming from rural India. The school had no concept of physical education. Nothing. Zero. Anda. Now, I'll tell you what's in my village. What's in my village? 
schools infrastructure is fantastic they are uh, the building has just been uh, refurbished they have brilliant uh, classrooms uh, and very spacious so because the government school has a, such a big land right open area big playground and uh, they uh, they have a whole one uh, computer uh, lab also okay and there must be like 20 computers uh, screens there so still uh, most of the who, who goes there mostly uh, sc st sc students okay and uh, there are no teachers teachers are three four uh, teachers are there wo math wala social science padha raha hai hai na aur mere ko lag raha hai ye change bhi bed mein isliye padha raha hai ko social science taki wo ja ke aage math ka hai to social science bhi padha dega bechara sarkar ko appointment nahi karna padega ek aur teacher ka तो हो सकता है वो कुछ ब्रिलियंट थ्री डी चेस हो एनीवे सो इतना सा कुछ फैसिलिटी होने के बाद भी देर इज नो एजुकेशन वहाँ पे कोई कोई वहाँ पे कोई बड़ा काम नहीं करता है वहाँ पे ड्रॉप आउट कर जाते हैं साथ में आठ में उसके बाद या तो खेती या कुछ और अपना धंधा करते हैं दिस इज द बैड सिचुएशन आई एम जस्ट ट्राइंग टू पॉइंट इट आउट क्योंकि अगर गवर्नमेंट ने इन्हीं चीज़ों पर फोकस किया है जो वट यू हैव सीन इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर नहीं है और ये सब नहीं है यार इतना दुखी में कैसे पढ़ेंगे हमारे वो सब कुछ है फिर भी कोई वो उसमें नहीं है क्योंकि टीचर्स का जो मेन जो वहाँ पे एंकर है प्रिंसिपल ही नहीं है कितने साल हो गए तो दिस आर द काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स दैट अनलेस यू फिक्स दिस बेसिक थिंग्स नथिंग विल हैपन आई मीन दिस इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर इशू शुड है लास्ट सेंचुरी में टीचर्स वही तो मैं कह रहा हूँ तो तुम आनेगा नहीं दीवारें पूरी फिक्स कराई कंप्यूटर्स नए लगवाए फिर जाके कॉर्पोरेट से रिक्वेस्ट की कॉर्पोरेट से प्रोजेक्टर स्क्रीन और एक बच्चों के लिए सीखने का रूम बनवाया विद अ प्रोजेक्टर एंड एवरीथिंग इंटरनेट लगवाया बिजली का बिल भरवाया फाइनली और उसके बाद वो स्कूल इंसानों वाला हुआ देन आई रियलाइज की बच्चों कुछ बच्चे स्कूल नहीं आते थे क्यों नहीं आते थे क्योंकि उन्होंने एक ब्रिज नहीं बनाया और वो बच्चे जो पूरा घूम के आएंगे तो वो बच्चे नहीं आ पाते थे अगर ये ब्रिज बनता था तो वो बच्चे आते थे कम से कम नहीं तो नौ पाड़े थे नौ पाड़े में से चार पाड़े के बच्चे नहीं आ रहे थे वो ब्रिज बनाया अभी वो चार पाड़े के बच्चे आते हैं तो अगर ऐसी स्थिति है उसमें मतलब हम लोग विश्व गुरु बनने की बात करते हैं पहले यार बेसिक तो सॉल्व कर लो विश्व गुरु स्टूडेंटिंग <laughs> let, let, let us wrap today's discussion up uh, look our job uh, look somebody might say ki you know why do you guys or whether is arihant or me why do we always point faults we are not pointing faults we are trying to put throw a light upon what we need nobody wants india or indians to suffer we want india to do well that's why we discuss that's and we do that's why we are things. speaking on all these things otherwise yeah. who would that, care there is no other you reason care, you will not speak out right yeah yeah so that that's the reason so you have to understand that we are not trying to bash the modi government i mean i am very open about my modi my modi vote i am a modi voter but the point is the country its citizens and their benefits are far bigger than any single individual whether it's me or modi or amit shah or and anyone when it comes to education especially this is there is nothing more important than that yeah and uh, th- that's why so aryant we finally did this the internet stood up so thanks a lot for coming on the podcast <laughs> thanks to ambani <laughs> <laughs>
So this podcast was not sponsored by Jio. Just letting you know. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so anyways, guys, time to wrap things up. Uh, once again, thanks a lot for all the support. Uh, if you like what I'm doing over here, please subscribe to the podcast, like the video, share it, leave your comment. If you want to support the podcast, you can go and join the YouTube membership program or the Patreon program. If you want to buy the T-shirts, you can email me at contact at kushalmehra.com. And uh, I will see you next time with another uh, interesting discussion. Until then, namaste. Take care. Goodbye. See you next time.